welcome you back to our first time back since the month of June. Our last service was the last Sunday of June 2021. The first Sunday of March 2022. We give God the praise for what he has done. We give God the praise for what he has done. If you can look out that window, you can just kind of look out that window. It looks a little different than it did that last Sunday in June. God has done some wonderful things. And I want to say before we go into the word of the Lord, I want to say a great big thank you to all who are a part of helping us build this building. God has been so good to us and he has helped us with such exceptional people to help us move the project along. We're so grateful for that. I also want to say a great big thank you to everyone who helped us get this building ready for us to come back. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. We greatly appreciate it, and, and it's such a blessing to be able to be here today. And again, we're thankful for the Lord's provision these last several months at Grace Point Church. I'm going to turn your attention to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. The book of Matthew, chapter 7. I want you to look into the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. For the Lord is good. The Lord is good. Hallelujah. We're going to look to the word of the Lord and read from the book of Matthew chapter 7, verse 15. This is what the word of the Lord says. Beware of false prophets, which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree, everybody say a good tree, cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth forth, not forth, good fruit, is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits, you shall know them. Verse 24. Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house. And it fell, and great was the fall of it. I want to speak to you what the Lord has put upon my heart today for our first service back at Cooper Road. I want to speak to you on this subject, a good tree, a strong foundation, and a house that stands. A good tree, a strong foundation, and a house that stands. Could we lift up our voices together as the body of Christ unto the Lord God and ask his blessing upon this service. God, I thank you for your very precious presence that is in this place. I thank you that we are here gathered together. Lord, I thank you that you have kept us by your mighty hand. You've kept us by your grace that is sufficient. Lord, I pray today that as your word goes forth, that it will 
Bless the people. Bless your church. Help us, I pray, to do all you have called us to do. Lord, we truly praise you. Let our hearts, let our hearts be pliable in your hand. And let our minds be sharpened to your vision. We thank you, God, and give you praise. I ask for your anointing upon the messenger and the preaching of the word of God. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And the church said, in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen. And amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I'll never forget it. It was right outside these, these doors here. And to my right, your left. And I was hosting a, a, a friend, a pastor friend uh, in our city that, that came to our city. He wanted to see our property, he and his wife. And, and as we were looking around the new property, we had just purchased this property. It was in 2014. We had just purchased this property. We had not held our first service in this building. And we thought one day we'd purchase Sycamore Christian Church. We hoped God would provide, and He did. Praise God. And so, as we were looking around the property, and I was just showing them the area and telling them we hope to we hope to have Sycamore Christian, and we and we hope to expand, and we want to build one day, and if that's why we purchased this land was to have this this property and and to be able to build upon it. And as I made these statements, my friend looked to me and, and said, "Have you ever thought about changing the name of the church?" And I said, well, you know, actually, we have given it some thought, and I just really never, I mean, I don't want to just change something to change something. There's got to be purpose and direction from God and all that. And he said, well, he said, uh, if you had to summarize the church, this church, this congregation, what verse would you ascribe to it? And I thought, that's a really good question. And I, and I didn't know until he asked it, but there was an answer. And I said, the reason I know there's an answer is because the Lord has always brought my heart to a particular verse of Scripture. And I felt like that just, it just summarized who we are as a people. And I said, it's found in the book of Revelation and in the 22nd chapter. And it just simply says, the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. And he said, there's the Six sermons, six sermons. Immediately, it just felt right into my spirit, and and then he just left them there for three and a half years. That seed lay in my spirit, and something was happening under the surface. I did speak to many of our leaders and say, "I want you to be prepared because I believe that at some point we are going to be the Tree of Life Church, and I don't know when that will be, but I believe that we will be." And it was at the end of 2017 at Brother Tyreek and Sister Ashton Andrews' wedding. Amen. I was in Columbus, Indiana with Bishop Mitchell and uh, Brother Marvin Mitchell. And they asked the question, how is the building program coming along? And I said, well, we're in the process of looking into it. Which meant we don't know exactly what we're going to do. And uh, they said, well, you can't leave till you talk to us. 
and we began to pour into the elite direction as to how to do what we have been doing. And God changed everything. When we began 2018, I, I was so uh, excited because we had fresh direction. We knew how we were going to build the new worship center we so desperately needed. And so we launched our capital campaign. But the Lord said, before you do that, you've got some work to do. You know that seed that I put in your spirit three and a half years ago, that you were the Tree of Life Church. That's going to come to fruition in this campaign. So before we launched the campaign, we made the adjustment that we recognized ourselves as the Tree of Life Church. And that the leaves of the Tree of Life are for the healing of the nation. And then we launched our campaign called Ready Now. And when we did, it was such a glorious year. I have to tell you that 2018, if I had to, if I had to list the, the best years of my life and ministry, I, I might say 2018 as ministry goes was the best year. I was amazing. Everybody was so excited. Everybody was thrilled. People were just wanting to, to embrace the vision and build the building. And we were working together and giving together and sacrificing together. And, and, and we, we couldn't wait to see what the Lord was going to do. And I thought, man, this is the life. This is the way it was always supposed to be. I can't wait. This, this must just be what's going to be like forever. Just like forever. And then 2018 came to what we call an end and gave way to 2019. And we geared up for what we didn't know was going to be a battle to get the permit to build what you're looking at here on this property. And it was a year-long struggle to get that permit. And many of you remember because you were praying and you were fasting and you were attending meetings and you were testifying at the meetings of the goodness and the glory of God. And it made a difference. And we achieved our permit. And I thought when 2019 ended, I'm going to tell you, I just, I mean, you, I was so glad to have that process over with. I couldn't wait to get out of 2019 and into the warm embrace of 2020. 2020 vision. We can see it clearly. Clear as mud. We had no idea what 2020 was going to bring us. And we had no idea what 2021 was going to bring. And we had no idea what the future may hold. But I'm going to tell you something. We're a good tree. And we're on a strong foundation. And there's a house that stands to the glory of God. Hallelujah. The Bible says a lot about trees. There are several trees in the Word of the Lord that when you begin to think about them, you, they, they come to your mind and all deserve recognition. But some, some very interesting ones come to mind. I think of the fig tree that did not bear fruit. And the Bible says that Jesus cursed that fig tree. What a precedent He set in that one movement, moment, action. That he cursed the fig tree. And the reason is because it bore no fruit. Makes you want to bear fruit, doesn't it? 
In John 15, we see how serious God is about bearing fruit. He said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will bear much fruit. And he said, if you do not bear fruit, I'm going to pluck you out and you're going to be cast into the fire. Makes you want to bear some fruit, doesn't it? And then, it, then he, said, uh, he said, and if you do bear fruit, then I'm going to purge you and prune you that you bring forth more fruit. So even when you're fruitful, you're going to go through a purging process because God doesn't want that fruit of that season to be the only fruit that you yield. And so he's going to purge you and he's going to cleanse you and he's going to purify you that you may bring forth more fruit. So either way you go, if you bring no fruit forth, you're going to be judged. And if you bring forth fruit, you're going to be purged. So if you're waiting for life to get just unbelievably easy, 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 you're going to have to wait a long time because that comes when the kingdom comes. And the kingdom is in us now, but it will be manifest when Jesus sets it up on this earth. So we occupy till he comes. We labor until the day is done. We work. We put our hand to the plow. And we don't look back because if we look back, we're not fit for the kingdom. We go forward in Jesus' name. We take come what may. We fight through every stronghold. We climb every mountain or we speak to it and cast it into the sea. We do what God called us to do. We don't whine. We don't complain. We don't murmur. We don't gripe. We don't give grief other people. We do what the Lord has called us to do. And what He called us to do is bear much fruit. We were called to bear much fruit. One particular tree that the Bible speaks of came to us in the dream of Nebuchadnezzar. He saw a mighty tree and this tree its, its branches overshadowed the earth. And, and the earth, the people of the earth, were able to come under the shade of that tree. And what a novel concept to Nebuchadnezzar. He felt like he could provide what all peoples needed, and he was a tyrant. And, and, and people didn't want the shade of Nebuchadnezzar's tree. He thought they did. It reminds me of Vladimir Putin. Telling the Ukrainians that we're going to give you yesterday simplified entry into Russia like anybody wants to go into his care. And that's many times what the devil will do. The devil will come and make you so miserable and then say, if you just come this way, I'll take care of you. Don't believe that lie. Don't believe that lie. And that's what Nebuchadnezzar, that's what Nebuchadnezzar did. Nebuchadnezzar let his tree over shadowed the earth. In his dream, that's what he was. And God said, this tree is coming down. And he left only a stump in the ground. And he took down that tree. And, and Nebuchadnezzar's tree was taken down. And he was a symbol of that tree. Let me tell you something. We weren't made to be a shade tree. We were made to bear fruit. We weren't made to look pretty. We were made to bear fruit. We weren't made to decorate Gardens, we were made to be fruitful. And so when we look at the tree of life, we see what I'll say is the best fruit you can find. The Scripture says of the tree of life, 
that the leaves of the tree of life are for the healing of the nations. The scripture says that whoso eateth of the tree of life will live forever. And I want you to know that it was so potent, the fruit was so potent, that was the fruit of the tree of life, that God literally had to bar Adam and Eve from re-entering the garden so that they would not eat of the tree of life in a sinful state and live forever in a sinful state. That's how potent the fruit of the tree of life is. Take one bite, hallelujah, and you'll live forever. Oh, I wish somebody today would taste and see that the Lord is good. Yes, I've got it. Everlasting life. Yes, I've got it. Everlasting life. You can have it. Everlasting life. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus is come that you might have life and that more abundantly. The fruit of the tree of life is so you can live forever. No, we're not offering people life hacks. We're offering them eternal life. We're not offering them self-help tips. We're offering them eternal life. We're not offering them some self-improvement guru. We're offering them eternal life. And I want you to know that eternal life then is abundant life now. That's why the Apostle Paul said, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. You couldn't scare the apostles with death. They had tasted the powers of the world to come. They weren't afraid to die. Hallelujah. Because they said, all you can do is take away this body. And this body is bound to die anyway. It may be sown in dishonor, but it will be raised in honor. This body will go down into the grave, but it will come up from the grave. Hallelujah. Triumphant over death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah. I'm telling somebody today that the resurrection is the centrality of our faith. We will live forever. And that is the fruit that we bring to our world. The fruit of repenting from sin so you can live forever. The fruit of being baptized into the name of Jesus Christ, which is the body of Jesus Christ, and that is a resurrected body. That body is the first fruits of our resurrection. And when you're baptized into Him, that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead by promise, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken your mortal body. This is the fruit we bring to our world. Don't ever forget it. We're not here playing games. This isn't just a social setting. This isn't just another church on the block. We bring eternal life through the blood and resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is the fruit we bear. And the Bible tells us what that fruit is. That fruit of the Spirit is love. It is joy. It is peace. It is gentleness. It is goodness. It is long-suffering. It is faith. It is meekness. It is temperance. 
This is the fruit of the Spirit, and this is the fruit of the tree of life. And the seed, which is the Word of God, is inside that fruit. Every time that you, as a child of God, go out into this world and are a peacemaker and are loving and are joyful and are good and are gentle and are meek and have temperament, a good temperament, and are able to suffer for long periods of time, that fruit is loaded with the Word of God. It is loaded with the seed that produces eternal life. And when you walk into your world and you love people and you show gentleness and goodness to them, you are pouring seed into the fertile soil of their soul. They don't even know it's happening, but the sower is going forth to sow the Word of the Lord. And as that Word of God goes into people, they don't even realize, but something starts moving down deep on the inside. And something's growing they don't even know is growing. And they start feeling something they don't even know they're feeling. And they start thinking, what is that feeling I feel? Every time I'm around that person, I feel a peace that I don't feel when I'm with everybody else. Every time this person comes around, there's a joy that leaps in my spirit. I don't even know how to explain it or describe it. And let me tell you something. It's not because you and I are so, so special. I know and I hope that your mom told you that about yourself. But but it's not because you and I in and of ourselves are so special. But we serve a mighty God. And we serve a gracious God who is a holy who is blameless, who is righteous, who is good. And He put goodness in us. And He put joy in us. That's the tree of life. That's who we are. That's that's what that fruit is. And then we must bear that fruit. I want to tell you something. That's who we are. And that's who we must be. It's not enough to put the name Tree of Life on our church sign. It's not enough to put our name Tree of Life upon a business card. It's not enough to put our name Tree of Life on a website or a social media account or put a tree logo on our pulpit. It's not enough to say we are the Tree of Life. We must be the Tree of Life and we must yield fruit for the kingdom of God. Let me remind you why. Let me remind you why we must bear fruit. It's not so everybody can look at us and think how beautiful our fruit is. Aren't they the most wonderful, loving, precious, glorious, outstanding people I've ever seen? That's not why we're doing this. No, the fruit hangs from our branches to feed the hungry. It's not plastic fruit. You can eat this fruit. It's not made to decorate tables and make everything look pretty. It's not a show. It's not a facade. It's not a fake smile. It's not a smile in your face and stab you in the back. That's not us. It's real fruit. It's real love. It's real peace. It's real joy. And it doesn't come from you flipping a switch and making up your mind, well, fine, I guess I'll be nice to people then. 
That's not how it works. No, it's the seed, which is the Word of God. You've got to get it down in your sanctified soul. And you've got to water it with prayer and let the sunshine of His presence come upon it. Too many people have been hurt by people who claim to be Christians. It can't be us. It cannot be us. We must be who we say we are. We must love those who feel unlovable. We must be joy to those who feel sad. Listen, who do we think we are that we don't have to be loving and kind and gracious and patient and gentle and good? Such were some of us. None of us would be here if God wasn't gentle and kind and good and patient and merciful. And the Lord said, the world is watching you. And this is how they'll know that you are my disciples. Because you shall have love one to another. I love that. I love that. Look at the simplicity of that. The world is watching how we treat one another. And you say, well, I don't even know what to say after that. that that's it right there. Well. You don't know what they said. You don't know. Them people are impossible. Listen, he said one to another. You may think everybody you talk to is hypocritical. You may think everybody you talk to is, 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 is a burden and a, a problem. Then be the one. One to another. Be the one. If everybody's offensive, if everybody's mean, if everybody's mad, Everybody's grumbling. Everybody's hateful. You be the one. And said, so I'm going to love. I'm going to love those who are mean. You know what? It's, it's easy to love nice people. Easy to love nice people. But when you start loving mean people, when you start loving folks, hallelujah. I'm not even going to do this. Everybody go find a mean person and tell them you love. I'm not going to do that. You don't want to get that started. We don't want to get that started. We don't have any mean people up in this house today. Hallelujah. Because God has been so good to us. What do we have to complain about? What do we have to be mean about? What do we have to murmur about? Brother Diaz preached the high cost of complaint. We have nothing to complain about. God has been good. brings forth good fruit. That's how you know if it's a good tree, is if it brings forth good fruit. We will not be a good tree simply because we call ourselves the tree of life church. We will be a good tree because we bring forth good fruit. We will be a good tree because we show the love of God and we exhibit the love of God and we are the embodiment of the love of God and the grace of God and the mercy of God. And you know what? When somebody can't love others, it tells me that they don't realize how much God loves them. That's what it tells me, because that's how we learn to love. We learn to love from Jesus Christ. 
Jesus taught us how to love. He said, you love one another as I have loved you. Listen, the kind of love I'm talking about, you don't have it within you to give to others. This is why you can't get offended at people when they're not loving to you. Because they don't possess the power to love you with agape love. Agape love comes from God. That's who gives you love. I can't love, I mean, I can try. I can love people, but it's human love. And it's fickle, and it's prone to be offended, and it's prone to be hurt, and it's easily wounded. And you look at me the wrong way, and I'll stop loving you. Get to say something nice that I did, and I will. I'll just I'll stop loving you right now. But God put His love in my heart, and when God put His love in my heart, my human love no longer reigns supreme. But it's the love of God which is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. That's good fruit. That's good fruit. Feed that to the hungry soul. Give that to the person who's wounded, who's broken, whose life is shattered, whose heart is rendered. Rent. Oh, God. Good tree. And Jesus said this on the heels of the Sermon on the Mount as he was coming to the conclusion of the Sermon on the Mount. All through this message, he said, he said, blessed are the merciful and blessed are the peacemakers and blessed are the pure in heart and blessed are the poor in spirit. And, and he said, blessed are you when men shall revile you. You know what? You need to rejoice when they revile you. You don't get offended, stomp your feet, walk off in a huff. No, when people persecute you and say all manner of evil against you falsely, you know what he said to do? Rejoice. So did they to the prophets that came before you. He said, if somebody smites you on the cheek, turn to them the other. He said, if somebody wants your cloak, give them your coat also. He said, if somebody asks you to walk a mile, go an extra mile. Why? Because you are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world, and you are the city set on a hill that cannot be hid. said, when you, when, you, when you go into the temple, don't go in like the Pharisees do, making a big show. Don't do it like that. Don't do, and when you fast, don't even, don't even try to tell everybody that you're fasting. He said, anoint your face with oil like it's a normal day. Because you're not doing it for people's approval. And so people can look at you and say, oh, wow, she, he, they're so spiritual. No, that's not, that's not why we do it. The Father that sees in secret, he shall reward you openly. He's given this amazing sermon on the mountain. And when he gets done packing all that seed into the souls of those hearers, when he gets done pouring all that word, all that truth, all that principle into their spirit, he said, a good tree will bring forth good fruit. A corrupt tree will bring forth corrupt fruit. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. The seed that we're going to sow from this pulpit is Jesus Christ. It's Jesus on the mountains. Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the valleys. Hallelujah. Jesus over every enemy. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name under heaven can save us! That's the seed that's going to go into some, the people's hearts that are in this place. Now that's not a guarantee that there won't be tears. Because an enemy can come in and sow tears among the wheat. But it will be an enemy that has to do it. We're going to sow the Word of God. We're going to sow the, the truth of God. 
until you keep the enemy out of your home, out of your heart, out of your ears, out of your eyes, away from your family. Turn it off, power it off, shut it down, get it out. And let that seed of the Word of God get into their hearts so that they can become a good tree that brings forth good fruit. Hallelujah. And then he said, he said, if you keep these things and you hear what I'm teaching you and you do the things I'm telling you to do, I will liken you to a wise man who built his house upon the rock. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, Tree of Life Church, how we are going to be the Tree of Life Church and how we remain the Tree of Life Church. This is how. It has to do with our foundation. It has to do, we are built upon a strong foundation. Sister Buller, we're built upon a strong foundation. You know because, because you were there putting in the footers. You and Bishop putting in the footers and pouring concrete into the foundation of this church. And I want you to know this foundation upon which we stand, this is what Jesus said. He said, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And people started coming up with all kinds of explanations. Some say you are Jeremiah. Some say you're John the Baptist. Some say you're Elijah. Some say you're Zephaniah, Haggai, Habakkuk, Micah, Malachi, Zephaniah, Zechariah, one of the prophets. And, and somebody said, I, I was watching National Geographic the other day, and they said you were such and such. I got to watch in the History Channel the other day, and they said such and such. I was reading Time Magazine and Time, but Jesus said, who do you say that I am? Because I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I can preach till I have no breath in my body, but at the end of the day, what matters is who do you say that he is? Because if you walk away not knowing who He is, it's not going to do you any good. But if you understand what Peter understood, thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven, He has revealed it unto you. He said, your name is Simon. I'm changing it to Peter or Petra, which is, which is a rock. But he said, it's upon this rock of revelation that I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Let me tell you the foundation upon which we are built. We know who Jesus is. He was not, he was not just a great teacher. He was not just a great sage of the age. He was not just one in a long line of succession of great prophets. No, no. The book of Hebrews separates him from all the other priests and said none of those priests were like this priest. This is the perfect high priest. He separated them from all of the angels. Unto which of the angels said he at any time, sit thou at my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. He separated Jesus, separated himself from all the sons of David, if I'm just the son of David, if David, speaking of Messiah, was speaking only of the son of David, why then did David call him Lord? We know who Jesus is. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the first. He's the last. He's the beginning. He's the ending. He's the great I Am. He's Zion's righteous governor. He's the one true and living God. He's the shepherd. He's the lamb. He's the root. He's the branch. He's the lamb. He's the shepherd. He's the door to the sheepfold. He's the scapegoat. 
He's the tabernacle. He's the priest. He's the mercy seat. He's the one that dwells between the cherubims upon the mercy seat. He's the fire that falls. We know who Jesus is. I said we know who Jesus is. In the name of Jesus, we baptize you for the remission of sins. And in the name of Jesus, we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. And in the name of Jesus, we take authority over every stronghold. Some of you may not know it, but that brother that just danced down the front of this place, he was 50 days in a coma, but in the name of Jesus, God brought him out. That's our foundation. That's our foundation. That's our foundation. Listen, I know, I know, I know, I know people call us crazy. I know people call us crazy. I know. They call us crazy because we shout, because we clap, because we dance. They don't mind people doing it for the bingles. Doing it for the bingles is perfectly fine. Just don't do it for Jesus, they say. Doing it for a, a rock band is perfectly fine. Obey the book of Psalms when it comes to a rock band, but don't you obey the book of Psalms when it comes to God. Yeah, the book of Psalms says clap and shout and dance and make a noise and, and, and use the symbols and the loud symbols and the high-sounding symbols, but you do that for the worldly idols. You don't do that for God, they say. But see, here's the issue. We're actually very dignified people. I'm, I'm, I've straightened my tie five times through this sermon. So you'll know how dignified I am. But when I start considering the fact that God, who is above all, God, who sits on the circle of the earth, God, who hung the earth upon nothing, God, who stretched the north over the empty place, God, who binds the waters in his garment, God, who sets the bounds of the ocean, God. When I think about the fact that God became a man and his name is Jesus, yes, I shout, yes, I clap, yes, I leap for you. I'll take this tie off, I'll praise him who is worthy. We know who Jesus is. We know who Jesus is. Not because we're special. For flesh and blood hath not revealed it. But our heavenly Father. Jesus said, you're like a wise man building a house upon a rock. 
<laughs> he said, he said the rains descended. Yes, they did. The rains descended. The rains descended in 2019. Oh, yes, they did. They came down hard upon this house. But when the rains cleared up, the house still stood. And the floods came in 2020. Oh, I'm going to tell you the floods came. I remember when this building was empty and I was looking into that camera and I was hoping and praying that you were hearing and listening and being faithful and praying. I, I was praying for you and we're trying to do a work for God. And the, and the floods are coming and they're gathering up around the ankles and legs and waist and, and, and shoulders and, and waters to swim in. But when the floods receded, the house was still standing. was blowing in 2021. Oh, yes, it was blowing. Sometimes it was contrary winds in 2021. Contrary winds. You remember Father's Day, the power went out. The preacher had to preach in the dark. God bless him. Brother Avant preached a masterpiece of a message in the dark. No power, no lights, no nothing. And he raised his voice and preached. And God bless you. You hung in there with him. We had to be real quiet to hear what he said. Then he'd say something good and we'd get loud. We had to quiet back down so we could hear what else he was saying. The winds were blowing in 2021. Utilities got to be pulled out. We got to get off campus. But when the winds stop blowing, the house still stands. Hallelujah. We've got more giving to do. We do. We have more giving to do. And we're going to give until we get this building built. Hallelujah. We're going to get this thing accomplished in Jesus' name. I said we're going to get this thing accomplished in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. There's a mighty moving of the Spirit of God in this place because it's a good tree and it's on a strong foundation. And there's a house that's standing to the glory of God where many souls will be saved and many miracles will be wrought. Somebody lift your hands unto the Lord right now. Come on, lift your hands unto the Lord right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, <laughs> hallelujah, 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 glory, hallelujah. No, 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 we're not going to be foolish and build this house upon the sand. We're not going to be foolish building this house upon the sand. The shifting sands of one issue after another. The shifting sands of one complaint after another. The shifting sands of one issue in our world after another. No, we're built upon the rock. Jesus is the answer to every issue. And when you try to solve anything without Jesus, you don't have a solution. You have a house built on sand. I feel the Holy Ghost. Yes, everything we do 
whether it's in word or in deed, we do it all in the name of Jesus. Because the gospel of Jesus Christ is the answer to everything. My God, have mercy. I feel the Holy Ghost. Brother Colbert, I'm excited to see Bible studies taught. I'm excited to see Bible, I'm excited to see souls saved. I, I listen, I know we can't, we were having trouble fitting people in here right now. I get it, I know it. That's why we got to get this building up built and accomplished and achieved so we have more space and more souls to bring inside and let them hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because I'm gonna tell you, if they'll repent of their sins, be baptized in his name, be filled with the Holy Ghost. have power. I'm coming to a close. I'm coming to a close. A warlock walked into my grandfather's church, a male witch. He was brought to church by students from Indiana University. And he said to them, because they said his powers, he had, he had, he had some demonic powers. And they said, your powers are of the devil. And he said, I think they're of man. Some people say they're of God. He said, they're of the devil. He said, well, they said, come to our church so you can hear our pastor, which is my grandfather, you can hear him preach. He said, oh, I'd love to. Because what I'll do in his mind, he was thinking, what I'll do is I'll get there and I will intimidate him. I'll manipulate his thoughts. And he will not be able to preach like they say he can preach. He's done it to many speakers, many lecturers. He was, he was operating in witchcraft. And when he walked into that building that day, he said there was something There was a wall. He, he could not. He could not perceive people's thinking like he normally could. There was a wall. He couldn't manipulate these people. He couldn't intimidate them. He went out of the building, really shocked, and walked down the street. And he practiced some of his manipulation upon a, just a passerby, and it worked. And he walked back in, thinking, "Okay, so it's not that I've lost my ability. It's that there's something here that's greater." father, my grandfather, and he said, Reverend Urshan, he said, I, I, you're this young man that brought me to the church. He said, they tell me that these, these, these powers I have, that they're of the devil. Some people say they're of God. I happen to think they're just human powers that anybody can achieve. And he said, what say you? My grandfather could tell he was under questioning like the Pharisees, Sadducees, and Herodians had done to Jesus, that he had been put in a corner. If he said it's of the devil, then he was just a fanatic like the rest of them. And if he said that it was of God, then hallelujah. And if he said that it was of man, then, well, shouldn't others be like me? He was in a corner. He said, I, my grandfather put his head down for just a few seconds. He lifted his head and said, I'll tell you this. If you will repent of your sins and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and receive you the gift of the Holy Ghost, speaking in other tongues. He said, we'll see if you still have it. This man went to the altar and repented of all his sins. They baptized him in Jesus' name. He was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That was in the 1970s. 2022, Pastor Cliff Readout is pastoring in Enfield, Connecticut. Great Bible teacher and 
former district superintendent of the state of Connecticut, missionary to Europe and the Middle East. Hallelujah. Because there's power in the death, the burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And that's the rock we're built on. I don't know what flood is coming, but I know this house will stand. I don't know what rain is going to fall, but I know this house will stand. I don't know what winds will blow, but I know this house will stand. It's a good tree, and it brings forth good fruit. And it's a house built by a wise man, Jesus Christ, the master builder. And I know I thank you for giving. I thank you for giving. We're going to have to give more, and we're going to talk about that as we go. But we're going to give more, and we're going to build this building. We're going to complete it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. We should be in it by the end of the year. Let's give God praise for that. We should be, it should be occupiable by the end of the year. And we have the great construction managers and architects, Sister Melanie Lobson, your great architect, Brother Rodney Saunders, our on-site supervisor. We have amazing people. But we know who's building that building. I said, we know who's building that building. I said, we know, except the Lord built the house. And I'm going to tell you, before a foundation was poured, he was pouring in a foundation of faith and patience and grace in all of us. My God. And when we walk into that building, we're going to walk in a stronger people than we were. Wiser and more loving and more kind and more prayerful and consequently more powerful. More worshipful. More humble. More grateful. Hallelujah. If you want to be that good tree that brings forth good fruit, if you want to be that wise man building his house upon a rock, that stands when the winds, the floods, and the rain come. I want you to lift your hand right now all across this house. There is room at this altar, and I'm going to open it if you want to come and, and seek God right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. That's the presence of God. In His presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Come on, that's it. There's room for more. There's room for more. That's it. Come on, that's it. That's it. That's it. Come on, God's got healing for your family. God's got healing for your marriage. God's got healing for your mind. I want you to bring an impossible circumstance to God right now. You're going to leave this place with peace in your heart. Hallelujah. Resolute mind. Hallelujah. God's, God's going to give you a miracle today in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, yes. Hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest friend. 